0: You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly here. Uh, How's it going? Hope you're all doing well since we last spoke. Great reaction to last week's show with uh, Greg Rosenthal. There's a lot of fun talking with greg and really enjoyed that show great feedback on twitter we always appreciate the feedback if this is uh hopefully it's not your first time listening to the show but if it is you can always hit that subscribe button on itunes stitch or tune in wherever you listen to the show On, of course give us that uh rating or comment on there as well if it, you're coming back listening regularly to the show we do thank you for that mentioned at the end of the last week's show, but I want to mention at the start of this week's one, um, we have a lot of redraft leagues and that uh, coming up now in the next few weeks. We have a lot of interest via Twitter and our email account. So anyone that's interested in playing uh, some fantasy football with us this upcoming season, I want to challenge uh, myself and DJ, the OTI guys, to some uh, friendly and uh, competitive, let's call it, uh, fantasy football Get in touch with us and let us know via the at Overtime Ireland Twitter handle or you can email us as well at overtimeireland@gmail.com. at we are getting those drafts set up so do get your interest in quick. Uh, I think this will probably be the last week to uh, put your name forward for that there. Also interested in possibly having an MFL 10 league as well. It'll be a paid in league and uh, also interested in running the MFL 10 fantasy football league and uh, that there's a, a best ball selection will be done for that there. It'll be a paid in league, uh, so get in touch with us for that one as well. Um, looking forward to those. Haven't mentioned it on the show yet either, but uh, myself, Colin, I'm going to be heading to Australia this uh, September. So, shortly after the league season begins, I'll be heading down under. I've been talking to a few of the guys down there that have NFL uh, interests uh, and run podcasts and so on down there. and Looking forward, I've been trying to find out how to. The best ways to watch the game is and so on and so forth. I've been in touch with the Aussie guys. I know a lot of our listeners listen to their show as well and they're based in Melbourne. That's where I'm heading so looking forward to watching a few games this season with them. But our podcast will also be going uh, continuing on through. There might be an episode or two missing out while the travel down to Australia uh, takes place and so on and but uh, I'm looking forward to continuing the show as a, as a whole down in Australia as well. So I haven't mentioned on the show, but I thought I'd slip it in. Uh, it's been booked for quite some time, been in the, in the plans for quite some time. But uh, now it's getting closer and closer as the season gets closer. So looking forward uh, to that there experience as well. Got a fun show coming up for you today. It's going to be an interesting one. We've a lot a lot of news. Obviously, I'm sure you're all very well aware now at this stage of uh, Tom Brady's uh, appeal process uh, being been. It's not finalised yet. It's going to go on even further. We're going to be talking about that in the NFL news couple other suspensions and that to talk about. Le'Veon Bell and uh, other pieces of news. So there's a, quite a bit went on in the uh, in the NFL this last few days. And, of course, training camp's starting up this week. Some team's already back and some team's starting up on Thursday and Friday. So looking forward to seeing how the, the rookies are starting to develop, how players may be coming off injury or progress and who's on the PUP list and so on and so forth. So we're going to be talking about all that there in the NFL news. We're also going to be joining the show by Brian Martin. Brian was on the show about this time last year. He's... Uh, Specialists in training all types of athletes But in particular he's working this, uh, this stage of the year with NFL athletes He helps people get ready for the combine and so on as well So when we're talking to him he's working with Go Parabolic They're a performance and rehab company So he's getting all the players ready for the start of the season And we talked to him uh, about some of the players that he's been working with this off season As well as what goes into getting players ready for the season So I'll be sharing that with you later on in the show But first of all uh, I guess um, we'll get into the NFL News
0: NFL News
1: so I talked with Greg Rosenthal when he was on the podcast last week. I, I discussed him being a Patriots fan and, you know, that we were all kind of, well, and truly uh, tired of hearing about Deflategating. And, well, wouldn't you know, uh, just on Tuesday, the NFL drops the news that Tom Brady's suspension will uh, be upheld. And looks like Brady now. Well, it doesn't look like it, Brady and uh, the NFL Players Association are going to take it to court. A couple of appeals filed, uh, one down in Minnesota by the NFL Players Association. They are going to try and get Tom Brady's Four game suspension uh, vacated. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because if he does get an injunction here, this year will rumble on. It's going to rumble on anyway, but it could rumble on all the way through this season into next season. And, you know, he's got a four game suspension. I said all along, I thought it'd be two people then were saying that two games would mean that the NFL are showing, like, kind of waving a white flag. But when you look back at the whole situation, I've talked a number of times uh, on the show. I had tw- great Twitter, interac- Twitter interaction over the last couple of days talking about it and uh, you know the whole thing comes down to i think the chris martinson report i've mentioned a number of times in this show when russ goldman was on a few weeks ago we talked about it that when chris martinson came out and said about the report that he got was 11 of the 12 balls had been under inflated the psi wasn't correct well that there obviously started a big media star and that the patriots had done this to every football it comes out then after the wells report that i think it was two of the game balls were below the the psi and uh, after all this here has taken place there's never been a, a re from what I'm aware, there's never been a you know, a kinda take back of the comment from Chris Martinson. There hasn't been anything from the NFL as to how this got this news got out. Maybe the NFL can deny it, say it wasn't anything to do with them. But this here's really what started the whole situation, I think, with the the thing that it was eleven out of twelve balls that made it seemed like everything was being done by the Patriots to have the balls at this PSA and I don't really uh, believe that. I think it was probably put out there by the NFL to try and get the story uh, publicity to start and it really, it, it started off, this should have been a small story, nothing to do, Brady should have probably got a fine for it, if anything, and uh, now it's gone all the way that it's gone to uh, the process of the appeals, the, the appeal has been rejected, there's a, still a four game suspension, the thing I had to go to the appeal was I found it strange and everyone has kind of said since they found it strange that Tom Brady destroyed the, the mobile phone, he got a new new cell phone, uh, destroyed the old one, he says he does this with all his phones, but then there was, I think it was his third cell phone ago has still not been destroyed he's kept it so with him being so high profile high profile wife I suppose the information on it the numbers so on they don't want to let out get out but I was very surprised that the, the cell phone was destroyed and I think I've said this here. I've talked to DJ about it DJ's uh, obviously frustrated about it he, he thinks that the appeal should have been successful it wasn't successful he's hoping Brady takes it to court now and wins in court and I've been saying that I don't think the issue was the whole thing with the deflated ball I think balls. I think it was the the situation that he didn't cooperate fully with the appeals process. But Brady has come out since uh, on his Facebook and said that you know he did. He, the, his lawyer asked the NFL would the phone be used at any stage. They said that it wouldn't be used, so the phone was then destroyed. But uh, it just seems strange that the evidence could have been on the phone uh, and the phone then was destroyed. But. It's going to be a long, drawn-out process. I was hoping we were nearly at the end of it, but looks now that we're not even probably at the midpoint of it. But what will likely happen is Brady will either get an injunction uh, and he'll be able to play at the start of the season. could possibly then be that he misses games during the NFL season or even during the playoffs, which could be terrible, or else it could be pushed on to next season then maybe even pushed on to the season after. And maybe, who knows, maybe Brady retires at that stage and never misses a game. There's a lot of ways this could play out, but, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's going to be shown in years to come as a as a kind of process of how to turn something that should have been a small story into a huge huge issue. And uh, the NFL have handled this very poorly, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's been poorly handled, probably by all parties. Brady probably should have just come out and even uh, just said that he didn't realise, but he likes the ball softer. Didn't realise and uh, that they were as low, and that's as far as to go. Say that he never told anyone to put them to any. Sort of PSI, but it's all got blown away out of proportion now at this stage. And, um, you know, people that don't like the Patriots want the Patriots' punishment to be bigger. People who support the Patriots think it should be an old, I'm in the middle, I'm neutral. I think both uh, there might have been some wrongdoing. There's no physical evidence. Uh, there's not enough evidence, I don't think, to prove the wrongdoing. And then I also think that the situation with the phone on that is kind of bizarre. But there should, uh, should have been a middle ground found on this. And uh, Robert Kraft has come out as well. Find it strange that the Patriots were able to or willing to accept the punishment of losing next year's first round pick, million dollar fine, and I think it's a seventh round pick, maybe in two years' time that they lost as well. So, it's a, it's a disappointing one for everyone involved. And at this stage, I'm well and truly. I was wishing it would be the end of the situation, but it'll be talked to death uh, over the next few weeks, and hopefully, uh, I'll not talk too much about it on this show because uh, I'm kind of I'm tired of it at this point. Another player that got suspended that was Le'Veon Bell, and his suspension reduced to two games. So a lot of people talking about you know the fantasy implications. Would he be the number one overall pick even with the prior suspension? But you know he's got a game less now, so probably pushes him up the board. He's a player that I'm not going to take in my fantasy leagues. If I'm having a first overall pick, I'm I'm not going to take him. A number of my leagues, I'm picking up near the top end of the the draft. Uh, one of my money leagues, picking fourth in that their league, and you know if if Bell falls down that far, I will take him, but uh i i don't expect him to get past the first tree but just with missing two games uh off your season i know if you start the season well without him and then you're you're going really well heading towards the playoffs if you still have got him but i uh, I just think the two game suspension still puts it up in the air a little bit but uh good news there for the steelers supporters and the, their franchise in general ryan kerrigan off the washington redskins has signed a new five-year extension 57.5 million in that their deal and uh 11.5 a year that works out at 16 million dollar signing bonus so all looking very good for him he's uh, had a very very good last two or three years i've been impressed with him and uh, that redskins you know defense hasn't been great so it's important to keep you know your key your key role players not sorry not role players keep keep your key uh, stars i guess that defense and try and build around them so that there's what the redskins are doing there there's positive news as well around the nfl this week uh, eric berry off the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma last December, and on Wednesday he was on the practice field as the training camp opened for the Kansas City Chiefs. Very, very good news to hear. Uh, a very, very talented player. Looking forward to seeing him back on the field. He says it was a tough battle every day, and obviously anyone with cancer, it's, uh, you know, everyone at this stage knows somebody who has had it, who has died from it, or so on and so forth. It's uh, an illness that you know everyone is touched by, and you know to see an NFL player having it working his way back into it it's a it's a good story and hopefully as we move forward to be more cures and so on found for the disease to you know to help to cure more and more people but but great news for the chiefs that uh, he's going to be back in the fold this upcoming season for them other good news as well it's an interesting piece of news in the first nfl nfl woman's coach first woman to become an nfl coach rather and that is with the arizona cardinals dr jen welter she has become uh, she's going to be coaching the linebackers there during training camp. Whether it's kept on as a full-time role uh, after training camp's over, it'll be interesting to see, but it's, you know, another barrier broken down Bruce Arians giving her a coaching job there. Seen video of her working with some of the linebackers and defensive players over the last few days as their training camp opened uh, a little bit earlier than some of the other teams, but it's uh, it's good to see the league moving forward They're always trying to embrace change and Definitely something, uh, something good. I think that's part of the game, and it's good to see. Uh, she's one of our uh, own Twitter followers, and uh, we follow her as well. Very interesting woman. Obviously, I mentioned there she has a doctorate. Uh, she's played in the women's uh, football league for, I think it's f- maybe 14 years. And last year she played with uh, in one of the men's leagues as well. So she's a very, very inspiring woman. And uh, it's going to be interesting to follow the rest of her journey. We've been following her here for the last two or three years. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the role leads to in the long term for her. So congratulations to her. Congratulations to the Cardinals organization. And we'll see what goes forward. Because I've heard people, uh, some ladies in particular, talking over the last few days since the hire, even on fantasy football podcasts and NFL podcasts, that sometimes uh, they don't get the, you know, people shoot them down on Twitter, oh, you don't know what you're talking about because you're a lady and so on. And, you know, that their opinion has long outdated. I think some of the the best minds in fantasy football, in particular, are ladies. uh, I think whoever's giving good advice uh, doesn't matter if they're male, female, or uh, what the situation is. So I have to say it's good to see that there. And I'm not describing it as uh, anything to do with uh, sexism, but we often see here sometimes at Overtime Ireland, we'll put up a post on Twitter, or you know, and somebody will come back and say, "Oh, What would you know? You're living in Europe, you're living in Ireland, what do you know about the NFL? But I can tell uh, anyone on the the stateside listening there, I know you've already found us. You probably think that uh, obviously, if you're listening, you find us either entertaining or you enjoy the shows. But when you're listening along, um, you'll realize that Ireland and the UK, uh, Europe as well, have some of the most dedicated NFL fans. We we get up in the, the late hours of the night and the early hours of the morning to to watch the, the NFL product, so very very dedicated fans. And there's always uh, people talking, saying you don't know what you're doing, but it's the same kind of similar. Uh, not not uh, trying to latch on there to any debates, but uh, uh, just another point. I uh, thought I would throw in there while I was rambling on, as I as I do sometimes on the show. That's most of the news of the last few days gone through. So um, I did promise you at the start of the show, Brian Martin will be jumping on here with us to talk about Trin and some of these NFL players. So I guess without further ado, we'll we'll get Brian to jump on the show right now.
0: The OTI Red Zone, presented by OvertimeIreland.com
1: delighted to be joined back on the podcast again by Brian Martin. We had him, wait him on. Brian, probably about this time last season, but uh, looking forward to talking now. It's kind of, this is your busy time of the year, so it's hard to free up some time. And uh, some of the people maybe hadn't listened to the show last year, haven't heard what you do, but you're now working with Parabolic Sports, you know, doing performance and rehab with them there. Do you want to just... Give uh, the guys uh, and gals listening to the show just a little rundown of what the company's about and what these are doing.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, I appreciate the opportunity to be on again, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you for that. Yeah, so the Bogg Performance of Rehab, it was founded by a gentleman by the name of Steve Froelich, and the uh, day-to-day operations in the medical side are run by Dr. Matt Cifelli, and I've uh, come together with them from my experience of working with NFL players and all the way through youth players of all sports, but with a with a specific specialty in football. But we do work with male and female athletes of all sports and Olympic athletes. Uh, we do all physical therapy, complete physical therapy, including acupuncture, dry needling, some very unique techniques from a medical side, and together with our strength conditioning, performance, and rehabilitation, all in one. And uh, we also do the mental mental training, nutritional training, and. We have a performance director, uh, Angelo Todoro who oversees all the performance teams. So we have an army of people to help athletes get better.
1: Yeah, around this time of the year we always hear of people, obviously you're based in uh, New York, New Jersey, you hear people heading out to Arizona to the kind of hot weather climates out there to to get that pre-season training done before they hit camp this week. But, uh, you know, what, uh, working with some of the players you're working with at the minute, I've seen on your Twitter that you're working with Andre Williams, uh, running back for the Giants, you're working with a guy from the Jets, I suppose you're working with a lot of guys from around the New York area, Damon Harrison, and uh, what uh, is going into training guys like that there?
0: Well, you know, we've had guys come in from all over. We had a number of guys in from the uh, the Steelers and the Titans and all over the country. I mean, obviously, in New Jersey. It's you know, it's not it's not cold in the winter or in the summer, rather, it's you know, right now it's ninety seven degrees and humid, so it's mm-hmm. hot. So, you know, they're they're getting prepared in the perfect environment to get in condition as quickly as possible. Um, but you know, we're, we're fortunate to work with these guys. They they really want to come in and work with Dr. Matt Cifelli and and our, our medical team to get them really cleaned up and work on any injuries or issues they may have. That's a critical piece, uh, as well as really getting the fine-tuning and conditioning before they go. You know, so with Angelo Todor, myself, and the team, we, we put together a program where these guys are not only getting the, the physical therapy and the training, but they're also getting meal planning. Uh, we're laying out all the recovery and regeneration, massage. I mean, Scott, it's, it's and then positional. You know, we do a lot of positional work very position specific work and you know with different guys we're working on different things um, if a guy doesn't catch the ball well we're working on that if a guy has concentration issues we're working on that if another guy has injury problems we're working on that so, everything's completely individualized by the player and by the specific position.
1: Yeah, when you look at guys there, like, there is a vast range of difference between the likes of Andrea Williams who's playing running back and then you have uh, Damon Harrison as well. And Damon's about, I think he's around, is he around the 350 pound region. You know, uh, there's obviously a lot of different stuff to work on the two guys and get them into, I know they both have to be explosive but in very, very different ways and uh, just uh, can you explain some of the differences, maybe that you're working with uh, with Andre Williams compared to maybe the differences of working with a, a d- defensive uh, lineman or nose tackle like that?
0: Right. So, I mean, with Andre, you know, he's extremely lean. He's four uh, percent body fat. so I've yeah, seen Very <laughs> solid. Yeah. So he's put together. He's an absolute beast, and you know, he's just a great worker and great, great work ethic. His nickname is the Running Man. If you can check it out on Twitter with his new Running Man brand that's that's rolling out, but. You know, he's he's very unique in that he's he eats extremely clean, he eats organic. So he's already got a great plan, you know, as far as that's concerned. What we're really working on with him is really enhancing his catching ability and also helping him because he's a, a bruiser of a running back. And, you know, we want to make sure that he's a three-down running back and it and doesn't get taken out on third downs. And we're trying to really prepare him to be a Pro Bowl-type player and round out some of his weaknesses, in addition to all the obvious strengths that he has. I mean, he's strong, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's explosive, and he had 2,000 yards his senior year in, in college. He's a Heisman, you know, hopeful. He was in the, the finalist, and, you know, we know all those things, but what we're here to do is to still continue to work on those things, but also tweak some things and, you know, catch 200 balls a day, bring in a, bring in a specialist that works on the techniques. Um, you know, he was out on a kayak for four hours the other day with a visualization person to work on visualization while he's out on the water, um, you know, just to kind of enhance his mental, the mental side. Um, so those are things there. And then working with Dr. Mazzafelli, we're cleaning up his, his shoulder and some issues that he's had throughout his career, high school through college through pro, that we're, we're really working on some dry needling and some cupping and unique techniques from a therapy standpoint with Dr. Matt, that, you know, really are making him go in completely healthy in addition to all the strength he already has. Now, compare that that to Damon Big Snacks Harrison. You know, with Snacks, I started working on him in 2012. He was almost 400 pounds. You know, now he came to us, you know, a month ago, coming back after a vacation, he was 353, now 339. So he dropped 14 pounds in the last month. Um, but he, the, uh, the defensive scheme changed. So the way that he loads is the, where he's got to load his feet, front the back, um, are different from one coach to the next. The scheme's a little different. So we're working on the new scheme and terminology with him, some board work. But then we're also working on, he's, he's a run stuff, work on his pass rush. So I brought in a pass rush specialist, as well as a hand fighting specialist to work with him, in addition to all the strength, conditioning, and nutritional components. We bring in specialists for each situation that are customized for each each player.
1: Yeah, I seen seen on the video actually uh, on their on the the parabolic uh, Twitter handle, and you actually took in, you mentioned they're a hand fighting specialist. You took in an MMA uh, specialist as well to help work with him some of those you know techniques at the line of scrimmage. You know, he was talking about the hand combat and so on. You really, there's no yeah, stone left unturned in this point,
0: right? And that's it. I mean, we have a, a couple people that work within you know MMA people, and Angelo Tadal actually works with Corey Bleakin, who's an MMA guy, and he's done amazing things with them from a hand-fighting specialist standpoint. Then I brought in another specialist, uh, Chris Politi, who's worked with a lot of national-level wrestlers as well as MMA fighters. So, you know, we we put, we, again, no stone unturned, you know, no minute wasted. Um, And then we also, you know, I personally bring them through, you know, every week, once a week at least, we're doing pool sessions and regeneration recovery techniques. Um, We bring in a psychologists to work on breathing patterns and concentration and relaxation and yoga type movements so there's a combination of working really hard but working smart and efficiently and turning over every rock to give these guys every opportunity to dominate on the field
1: you mentioned as well there at least once a week but i was just wondering on on a time scale it probably varies obviously from player to player you mentioned these guys are in the, the area that you're in in the new jersey area and then there's players coming in from pittsburgh and the likes of that there how long, in general, do the players come in to work with you for? Would it be a, a week, two weeks, a month? How does that How does that usually work? I mean, ideally,
0: they come for at least a month. Uh, and then with our NFL combine program, they usually come for two to three months. So, you know, it's, it's anywhere from four to eight to 12 weeks, usually. Um, you know, with the CBA uh, collective bargaining agreement, the NFL, things have changed. And now guys used to be with teams 40 plus weeks a year out of 52. Now they're with teams 23 to 26 weeks a year. So they're off a lot more. So they'll come in for four-week blocks, eight-week blocks, whenever they have time, downtime, and especially those that are diligent and want to get after it and continue to dominate. You know, a lot of guys still want to go, you know, party in Vegas and not, not work out for a while. And they end up getting run over by our guys eventually.
1: You mentioned there as well the pre-combine workout. Um, So you sort of had guys in going into this year's draft. Is there any of the names maybe that were uh, higher up the boards or players that you're expecting big things from this? uh, Actually,
0: um, I mean, for next year, we're in on some, you know, I'm talking 15 of the top 30, but this past year we didn't have any huge names because I'd actually broken away from an old business and I actually took a one-year hiatus and, and then had an agreement in place to not recruit. So, um, just from word of mouth, we ended up with about 15 guys, and um, we had a few drafts that did really well. Uh, Michael Burton, one I'm very proud of, went in the fifth round to the Detroit Lions at a Rutgers University uh, fullback uh, that was rated 20th out of all fullbacks and went number two overall for all fullbacks, also very versatile, could play H-back. Um, we had Rashad Green out of Florida State, uh, who ended up going in the fifth round, wide receiver with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then a uh, real shocker that nobody thought would ever get drafted. And this was the, the least amount of quarterbacks ever drafted, if you if you looked at it. Yeah. There were only seven quarterbacks drafted. And we had the seventh. Uh, Trevor Simeon went to the Denver Broncos and has a great chance to replace. You know, Peyton Manning eventually he fits the mold for him. But he, when he came to us, he was only four months post-op from a surgery and came in and worked with Dr. Massifali and extensively with Dr. Joe Myron. On all of his therapy and medical side, we spent the first four to six weeks just with that. And then with Jay Fiedler, our quarterback coach, with him, we were just working on, he actually was throwing from a seated position for the first two weeks, and then he got more upright and vertical. And, you know, within eight weeks after that, you know, he's getting drafted by the Denver Broncos, and now he's going to, he should be full go for camp here in the next two to three weeks in Denver.
1: Yeah, you mentioned as well, you know, a player that came off a serious injury coming into you. I'm just wondering. Don't go into, We're not going into any specifics with players that you're involved with. But a lot of the time, we hear of players around this time of the year. You know, ready. They're going to be ready for training camp. They're looking good, and there's all positive signs coming out from the kind of after the draft, the whole way up to now. And that inevitably, a lot of them are going to be ended up being put on the PUP list and not able to start the season. Uh, do you think a lot of the talk coming out at this time with players? Uh, you know, you're working behind the scenes. Is there a lot of agents and spin at this time of the year, talking up their players and saying, "Yeah, he's going to be fine." But realistically, behind the scenes. A lot of people know that it's not looking like he's going to start the season.
0: Absolutely, I mean it's definitely uh, there's a lot of behind the curtain, curtain business going on that people are not aware of, and you know the agents and and even the organizations want to create a a, a positive environment yeah. to say the players are going to be ready and it's going to help sell tickets. It's going to help you know get fans to be excited and and get excited for fantasy football and everything else. You know, but you know we tend to know a little more than most and we're behind that curtain and we're kind of under the we're down in the foxhole trying to create the right situation for each player
1: yeah because it's like players like Todd Gurley getting drafted so high in the the NFL draft and coming off a a torn knee in uh, November it's going to be you know just in the the even modern science it's going to be hard to get uh, the knee back in 100% shape for the start of the season so again there has been a lot of positive talk again and uh, it's likely that they'll miss the first few weeks of the season anyway but I talked through some of the players there you were working with Andre Williams, you mentioned you know that he's only 4% body fat I've seen a picture of him on the, the Twitter feed and absolutely incredible shape, uh, looks like he was carved out of stone <laughs> and, uh, is there any player that you've worked with, maybe one of those guys or a player this off-season that has impressed you uh, in a particular
0: way? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Um, obviously, Andre's incredible, and, and Damon Harrison, phenomenal. Um, I think he's going to take over the nose, nose tackle position, you know, could take over the whole league, um, but now having more with his pass rush repertoire in addition to his run stuffing. Um, a, a, you know, a couple guys that really jump out, one that is, is coming on a scene that a lot of people know but don't know enough about is Shamarco Thomas is a uh, safety that's going to be replacing replacing Troy Palomalo in Pittsburgh um, out of Syracuse, an absolute monster, put in a tremendous amount of work and effort this offseason. He's a very violent hitter. He's a very uh, devastating you know, uh, player. Uh, so he's one that jumps off the board. Um, and there's another one that is actually coming into his fifth year and was just so diligent. Um, a guy by the name of Chucky Brown. Um, he's playing with the New York Giants and He's rotating in with uh Dominic Rogers and uh, Amukamara, Prince Amukamara, he's the number three in that situation right now, but he does rotate in and he did play for Coach Fagnola with the Ravens last year and just a phenomenal athlete that I believe could play both sides of the ball. Um, went to the University of Texas, he's in his fifth year and some guys they just they, they mature, you know, as they get in the league more and he was just such a great leader too. I mean he was really leading the group in a lot of things and just an awesome guy. And then there's a rookie sleeper, um, his name is Josue Matias out of Florida State, that had some injuries and had some things and trained in another facility, the combine, and ended up not getting drafted. But came in for the last four weeks with us through his agent, uh, Jason Chayette, and sports stars, and then and he absolutely transformed and, and did amazing things. He's six foot six, three 330 pounds, and just an absolute monster. It's Josue Matias. He's with the Titans right now, and he, he's he'll play ten plus years in the league.
1: Sometimes we hear as well uh, a player's coming in, you know, into and, the uh, and camp. Usually not. Well, we will hear some coming in now to training camp this week, but usually in the organized team activities, we heard this year about likes uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Some people coming in, you know, a couple of pounds overweight, not looking in uh, good shape. Obviously, they have their downtime after the season. Do you think, uh, as a player in the NFL, there is any excuse for coming in out of shape, or do you just think it's you know until this week, really, now, or to next week, when the, the camp actually opens up and the serious business gets underway, do you think uh, the players should just have a little bit of downtime then?
0: I mean, I think everybody should have some downtime, you know, and I think it varies per player. I think if you're extremely naturally blessed and you live a pretty clean life, um, I think you can take a You know, two three weeks off, maybe a month. Um, If you're not living a clean life and you're a party guy and you tend to gain weight quickly and you get out of shape quickly and you get injuries quickly and tight hamstrings quickly, you know, maybe take a week off, maybe. Um, But got to be really efficient. Got to drink a lot of water. Got to eat very clean. And uh, listen, I you know, there years ago I I stayed at Larry Fitzgerald's house and, and. you know, watched his regimen and all his friends that he brought in from out of town together with another trainer, Bill Welly who's been his trainer for many years. And, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, you know, going to bed, get, getting up early, uh, you know, breathing techniques in the morning, yoga techniques, followed by some rest, followed by a nice clean meal, a healthy meal with a chef, private chef. Not everybody has the money, but... You know, eating clean egg whites and, you know, whole grain, everything, and lots of greens and lots of lean. You know, we use biosteel as a, as a banned substance, you know, clean proteins. Um, you know, all those things. And then working out really hard on the field for a couple hours. Then shutting it down and having a rest at lunch. Then, you know, maybe a little strength training in the afternoon. Then rest and maybe, you know, to burn off some steam going out to, to ride on his uh, wave runner to kind of, you know, feed the mental side a little bit then shutting it down for a little rest, and then going out and playing basketball at night. I mean, that's not normal, but that's Larry Fitzgerald, and that's why he's going to be an all Fame.
1: I've talked to a number of Cardinals players on the show uh, over the last few years, and every single one of them, they all, always talk up about how professional he professionally is, how you know, dedicated he is, and he doesn't leave, as I mentioned with you earlier, doesn't leave any stone unturned to, to get to the peak.
0: No, and he also understands downtime, he travels, he saves the world, he goes out and does things, but he's very calculated when he's there, he's running hills and the mountains, and, you know, he's got it all figured out, Um, and I trained Patrick Peterson there, it was very similar, different, but similar work ethic and just different nuances, but within that, you know, you take a guy, like, as a comparison, take a Braylon Edwards, doesn't do all that, and where's Braylon Edwards right now? Yeah. You know, so... It's, it's, a, it's, it's an example, but that's the whole league. I mean, to my, in my opinion now, the CBA the way it is, guys are on their own 26 weeks a year. If you're not working out at least 20-plus weeks of that in a serious manner and eating clean and doing the right things and drinking 80 the of water and sleeping enough to make sure you're being efficient and rest and recovery, you're going to get run over and you're going to get run out of the league within two to three years.
1: Yeah, a lot of people wonder when they're looking at players, oh, that guy was great two years ago and all of a sudden he's fallen off a cliff. Well, a lot of it, if you don't put in the work at this time of the off-season, you're not going to be you know, at your physical peak throughout the year because you do a lot of work too in in-season maintenance. And it's just a key part. If you're not up to a certain level at this stage of the season, you're going to be in really big trouble. And I was going to ask you a question about have you to push players or reel them in but you kind of answered that a minute ago with just certain players certain individuals and everyone's going to be different and i guess a lot of the guys that come to work with you are going to be pushing themselves anyway because they're already trying to get that extra work trying to get to that next level and uh, be ready for the season and and so on and so forth uh coming up now as well or sorry the last thing uh, on the actual uh, training part of it i was listening to a video that you were talking yeah. to uh, harrison as well and you were talking about Positive reinforcement and violence. They were the things that he needed in his training for one of the techniques. Um, people people forget how violent this game is and I mentioned the MMA training. Uh, have you any other sayings that you like to use to players or would that there be one that you like to, to like to use about, especially with the, the D line man? I think mean,
0: there's a lot that I use depends <laughs> on a player. Some players respond, you know, favorably to, you know, old school, hardcore, in your face, negative reinforcement. And if you don't do this, you're going to get run out of the league. And if you don't do this, da 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 da. A lot, most players that are in the league and they've been, made it for a while, they respond a little better to positive reinforcement. Hey, you know, and I, I, like, I, I like to use the one minute manager, which Stephen Colby wrote a book years ago, and it's the up, down, up philosophy. It's you want to highlight when you, when you greet the player, you want to highlight the things. Hey, how are you? You look great. Really proud of you. You're working hard. But then the down is we got to address this, this, and this. We have to address your pass rush. We have to address your pad level. We have to address your hand action. We have to address your eating. We have to address the fact that you went out the other night. Whatever it is, negative, And then finish it with a positive. Okay. Great work ethic. Appreciate you being out here. And, you know, you, re- you got better today. Let's move on. So that's the up, down, up. But, you know, these are things that most coaches don't understand. And, and most coaches that never – most of my – of our – competition so most of the parabolics competition in the country a never played football b don't have the the degree and accolades that that our staff has and then really c it's learning how to be positive leaders and coaches and inspire the athletes to come see you but more importantly they want to come back Yeah, yeah and that they need they need positive reinforcement i mean it's a negative world they don't need to be beat down all the time they're grown, they're grown men you know so there's a lot to it and
1: finally now just before we finish up uh, you know you mentioned the training part of it but you actually have a, a cameo coming up in uh, the HBO series Ballers coming up uh, series with The Rock it must have been fun recording that there and how did you get hooked into that
0: <laughs> well you know it's funny is uh I was just by you know I have a great friend his name is Wes Harden uh Phalanx Entertainment and uh, PH, it starts with the PH, Phalanx Entertainment. And Wes actually is a former quarterback at uh, James Madison University. Uh, he did his master's degree at uh, Florida State. And he, uh, he works at FIU right now, but he also fought Florida International. But on the side of Phalanx Entertainment, he's in charge of uh, setting up extras for different movies. And the Ballers is kind of their first big project, working together with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. So. Um, he knew I was a lifelong dolphin fan um, and knew that I'd worked with him down in South Florida on a number of projects and trained a number of athletes at Florida International University and ran my NFL combine program there for years and he said, hey let's uh, let's get you down here with your Jersey attitude and get you in the mix so <laughs> um, you know so I got him down there uh, you know Larry Zonko was the coach of the team and he's you know I used to watch film as a kid and I got emulated my game after him. I was a fullback and linebacker, but when I was playing fullback, I, I always wanted to be Larry's Duncan. So he was a coach, and I got in a little scuffing and one team, I don't know if it's going to show up or not, but uh, a little fight back around in the background my Dolphin uniform on, and um, it was a tremendous experience. It was awesome to see you know, Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg's crew in, in action and learn a lot. And, so I'm in episode 10 this year. It's the final episode of the year, and it's when the Dolphins break and go to camp. And i am uh, wear number 99, hopefully I'll get in a little bit, we'll see what happens, but, you know, Wes Harden, a special great friend, just got married this, this past week in, uh, in New Jersey, but he's, he he actually lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and, you know, Family Entertainment was what set me up, and we're already set up for season two, so I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm sure it was a a fun time. I can only imagine the experience. And just before we finish up, Brian, uh, anyone that wants to give you a follow on Twitter, it's at bmartinsports, it's uh, N -N M A R T I N sports. And, of course, you mentioned uh, the company there a couple of times, uh, Go Parabolic, go, and then P-A-R-A-B-O-L-I-C. I'd recommend checking Brian out because he's always... I mentioned there are different athletes being trained. uh, Obviously, I like getting people on like yourself, Brian, because a lot of people talk about what's going on in the NFL and uh, you don't really get the inside story and the the amount of in-depth work that goes into making players as good as they are uh, we had an interview with joik bell uh, two weeks ago on the show and he was talking about how he sends away his hair for dna analysis and to get it tested for what uh, products you know what he needs more of what vitamins he needs and so on and so forth so there's so much in depth and it's great to get a man like yourself who's so close to it so so involved in it to, to come on and give the listeners just a little bit more insight into it and it's uh, as, as it was the last time we'd gone it's been very informative and a, a lot of fun and hopefully we can do it again in the future
0: Absolutely. I definitely appreciate it. And, you know, I think, you know, with the, with the two handles there, with the, the Instagram and uh, and Twitter, you know, Go Parabolic, you know, you on there too in addition to getting inside information on the players. We also give a lot of tips and information, not only motivational messages, but with Go Parabolic, we're also accentuating the medical side um, and really seeing the details and the nuances within medically getting better, not just players, but everyday folks, you know, everyday people. Yeah. They want to play golf, they want to ski, and, and even youth athletes. The, the medical piece has changed the, the dynamic, and it's changed the paradigm in sports, and you know, a lot of it's covered by insurance, too. So, you know, the players, you know, it's it becomes less of a burden on them if they do have good insurance plans, and a lot of them, they need to get healthy. So, you know, I, I love to talk about strength, conditioning, and power, and all those good things, but you know, the medical and the mental side have become so critical, and you know, with Go Parabolic, it's Parabolic Performance Rehab, but at Go Parabolic, it's you know, it's really a special place, and we're going to be expanding. You know, outside of New Jersey, we have some plans to do some national plans, and just keep an eye on us because we're going to be popping up and a near you, and who knows, maybe we'll be in Ireland someday helping people out. And you know, we're here to help. With it. if people have questions, they can ask questions online, and we'd be happy to uh, to help any of your listeners. And you know, I appreciate being on. I appreciate you always staying in touch and been tremendous and loyal to us and to me and, and I, I thank you for that and uh, we'll do everything we can to help you you do an awesome job and you guys are very passionate about what you do and I love to be around passionate people so keep doing what you're doing and thanks for having me
1: You're listening to the Overtime Ireland podcast please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland Thanks again to Brian for coming on the show, uh, anyone there that wants to give him a follow on Twitter it is at BMartin Sports, as I mentioned, the company as well as at goparabolic uh, you can get some of the training videos they're doing with some of them. You'll see some of the techniques. I know we have a lot of listeners here that play in either the British League or the Irish-American Football Associations League. And You might pick up some techniques there to work, uh, try and get yourself ready for next season. And of course, even maybe not next season, we have uh, two teams coming up here in the next week. It's actually August 9th. we we'll are playing down in Dublin at Daly Mount Park in the Shamrock Bowl. and It's going to be a, a, a cracking contest down there starting at uh, 3 o'clock. The flag football final also on at 1pm prior to it. But uh, it's the Belfast Trojans and they're taking on Trinity College Dublin. So I'm sure Trinity College is going to have a big crowd down to, to you know in the local area to support them. And Belfast Trojans uh, won at the last two years. So they'll be going down. So maybe they pick up some tips uh, as to how to get around. Maybe an a offensive lineman. Maybe spring in through and get a sack there that could clinch them the game so highly recommend them to check out the videos too but anyone else anyone looking for tips as brian mentioned there hit him up on twitter and he will be only too happy to help you out with that that is the end of this week's show um thanks for tuning in as always keep spreading the word as you have been doing stay tuned to that overtime on twitter feed i mentioned as well the fantasy football leagues get in this week if you want to get in we have uh, had a huge interest and uh it'll come down to how many names are in the hat as to how many leagues we uh, do finally go with. But looking like there's going to be uh, probably six or seven at the minute. So do get in touch uh, at Overtime Ireland if you want to send us the email as well as overtimeireland at gmail dot com. Until we're back next week with another show of a feeling. Next week might, uh, we might kick it into a fantasy football preview. Next week we might uh, get some of our fantasy experts on this show, maybe some of the guys from DynastyLeagueFootball.com, somebody like uh, Carl Safchek or Eric Dickens, but we'll get that started in the next week. Stay tuned to the the Twitter feed for more information. Until the next show, as always, have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.